And then what happened? When his people heard him saying that, وَحَاجَّهُ And he argued with him. He disputed with him. Who? قَوْمُهُ His people. His people began disputing with him. That how can you leave all these gods? If you leave them, they're going to harm you. They're going to punish you. You're going to suffer. You know, you're going to die or you're going to become really sick. They'll be angry with you. You'll be cursed if you leave all these gods. How can you? وَحَاجَّهُ قَوْمُهُ They argued with him. Instead of accepting what he was saying, instead of using their reason, like he was using his reason, they started arguing with him in order to prevent him from leaving the ways of that society. Qala, he responded. Think about it. If you're doing something and everyone you know begins to oppose you, what would you do? Maybe not a good idea. You know, I'm only one person. Perhaps I'm wrong. I could be wrong. So many people, much more wiser, much more intelligent, much more experienced than me. And here I am. You know, I should perhaps listen to them. But did he give up? No. Because he had yaqeen. وَلِيَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُقِنِينَ And when a person has yaqeen, when a person has certainty, then even if 50 people come to oppose him, he doesn't stop. Even if everyone he knows opposes him, he doesn't stop. Haven't you seen examples of such people? If someone is determined to become a fashion designer and their parents want them to become a doctor, you think they'll stop? No. They're not going to stop. If someone is determined, determined to marry somebody and their family opposes them, you think they're going to stop? No, they won't. Many times it happens that people, they leave their families. They're like, fine, you don't want to talk to me? Don't talk to me. I'm going to go marry this person and live with them because I love them. Are these stories unfamiliar to us? We know about them very well. We've seen them. So what is it that makes people so firm? That yaqeen, this conviction. That this profession is good for me. Right? This career is better for me. My parents, yes, they're very nice people, but they don't understand that I'd rather be a fashion designer than be a doctor. Right? So they're convinced. So they do it. Ibrahim was convinced that Allah is one. He alone deserves worship. So when all the people turned against him, قَالَ He said, فِي اللَّهِ Or, do, it's a question, Notice there's a shadda on the noon. Why there's a shadda on the noon? Because there are two noons over here. Okay, one for I, and one for the plural. Wow noon for the plural, and the second noon ya for I. That you are arguing with me? Are you arguing with me, Fillahi, concerning Allah? Waqad, while in fact, Hadani, He guided me, Hadani, He guided me. So they argued with Him, and He said, Why are you arguing with me? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who guided me. He showed me this way. And this is true, that when a person wants the truth, when a person is seeking it, then Allah shows him the way as well. He just knows in his heart, he believes in his heart that what he or she is doing is right. You know, for example, if there's something very critical that you're going through in your life and you're doing istikhara, right? And you're praying to Allah. And in your heart, you just have this conviction that the decision you've made is right. And then people come and try to scare you and warn you. You're like, no, I'm doing istikhara. I am praying to Allah. I know in my heart that this is the best thing that I can do for myself right now. So he said, وَقَدْ هَدَانِي Allah is the one who has guided me. 
وَلَا and not When they threatened him that our gods will be angry with you, you'll be punished, you'll be cursed. He said, وَلَا أَخَافُ And I do not fear مَا that which تُشْرِكُونَ بِهِ You associate with him. Meaning all these idols that you worship, all these false gods that you worship, and you think that they're going to harm me, I don't fear them at all. You say that they're going to be upset with me, I don't care. I'm not afraid of them. Why was he not afraid of their false gods? Because they were false. Okay? They were not true. Who has the ability to harm and benefit? Who? The one who is real. The one who is true. Meaning the one who actually exists. But these beings that they believed in, that they are gods, were they actually gods? No. No, they weren't. In the Quran we learn that if a fly takes something from them, they cannot even get it back from the fly. Because many times, people will bring their offerings to their gods and place it in front of them. And if a fly comes and takes something, meaning eats a little bit, can that false god retrieve it from the fly? No. Can it prevent the fly from sitting on it? No. If it cannot help himself against the fly, if he cannot harm the fly, how can that being, that thing, hurt you, harm you? They're not gods. They're not real. A fly has a better chance of harming you than that idol does. Right? So he said, وَلَا أَخَافُ I don't fear all these beings that you worship with Allah. In the Quran we learn that these false gods, what are they? In here, إِلَّا أَسْمَاءٌ They're nothing but names. They're just names. سَمَّيْتُمُوهَا That you have given. They're just names. That you say, this thing that I made, its name is this and its story is this. What's the evidence? No evidence. Just imaginary. Everything is imaginary. So he said, وَلَا أَخَافُ مَا تُشْرِكُونَ بِهِ I don't fear them at all. إِلَّا except أَن ذَاتْ يَشَاءَ رَبِّي شَيْئًا يَشَاءَ He wills Rabbi, my Lord, شَيْئًا something. Meaning, if my Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, if He allows that something should harm me, then yes, that is possible. So I'm afraid of Allah, Him I fear, but these idols that you've made, no, I don't fear them at all. And look at how strong Ibrahim was in his faith that he had the courage to actually go and break all those idols. Imagine he had the courage to do that. What does that show? That he really believed with certainty that these objects are just mere objects. They're not in reality gods. And if we see even a picture of a mummy, we're like, it's looking at me. Eyes are scary. I think it's following me. I feel as if I'm being watched. How weak is our faith? Huh? So Ibrahim how confident he was that if Allah wants, yes, then something will happen. But if Allah doesn't want, nothing can happen. Wasi'a, he is vast. Rabbi, my Lord, kulla shay'in, everything, ilman in knowledge. Meaning my Lord has encompassed Wasi'a, he has encompassed, meaning it's very vast, he has encompassed everything in his knowledge. So everything about me is within his knowledge. Afala, do the na, you take heed. Don't you understand? Don't you get it? Don't you get it? That these beings cannot harm me. Allah alone has the power to benefit or harm. Wa and how? Akhafu, I fear. Ma that which ashraktum, you associate with Allah. Meaning, why should I fear these idols? Wala, while not, the khafuna, you fear. Who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
You want me to be afraid of these idols and look at you. You're not even afraid of Allah. Allah who is true, you're not afraid of Him. And these idols that are not true, you want me to be afraid of them? And you should be more afraid of Allah. Why? Because أَنَّكُمْ That indeed you أَشْرَكْتُمْ You associate بِاللَّهِ with Allah مَا that which لَمْ did not يُنَزِّلْ He sent down بِهِ with it عَلَيْكُمْ Upon you Sultanan Any authority. Meaning, you should be more afraid of Allah given that you are associating partners with Him for which He has given you no authority. When did you ever get the right to associate partners with Allah, to ascribe children to Him, to ascribe a spouse to Him? When did you ever get the right to do that? You don't have any right to do that and you're doing it. So you should be afraid of Allah because imagine how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala disapproves of these actions of yours. How upset he would be with you. And when he is upset with someone, then when and where can they ever be saved? Never. So I have no fear of your false gods. And you, by the way, should be very afraid of Allah. He questions them, فَأَيُّ So which الْفَرِيقَيْنِ The two groups, dual of fariq. أَحَقُّ Is more deserving بِالْأَمْنِ Of security, with the safety. In, if kuntum you were, ta'lamun you know. He's asking, so which of the two groups has more right to feel safe? Two groups? Which two groups? Me and all of you. You want me to be afraid. And you think that you are very safe. Tell me in reality, who should feel safe and who should be afraid? The one who's doing shirk or the one who believes in Allah alone? Who should be afraid? The one who does shirk. And the one who believes in Allah alone, he should feel safe. And this is something with regards to this context and also every other context of your life. Every other context of your life. Belief in Allah, it really brings you peace and tranquility in your heart. That no matter what you're going through, you know that Allah is watching you. You know that He is there. You know that He responds to the caller when He calls upon Him. So you can never be afraid anywhere. You can never feel alone anywhere. You can always have that peace. And when a person does shirk, when he has superstitious beliefs, then he gets afraid of everything. Whether a glass breaks, or somebody who's divorced comes to your wedding, or a black cat passes in front of you, you get scared of cats and dogs and crows and mice and everything. People who are superstitious, they have no you know, sense of security. They're always panicking, always afraid. And the one who has trust on Allah, who has belief in Allah, that he is calm. He's not afraid. The Prophet ﷺ, remember when he was in the cave, Hiding with Abu Bakr. And the mushrikeen of Makkah were right at the mouth of the cave. If they looked down, they would have seen him. If they looked down, they would have seen him. Abu Bakr was so afraid. What did the Prophet say? لا تحزن إن الله معنا Don't be sad. Don't worry. Allah is with us. Allah is with us. He won't leave us. Remember that incident where the Prophet ﷺ was resting, his sword was hanging. A man came, grabbed his sword and said, Who will save you from me, O Muhammad ﷺ? He got up and he said, Allah. No need to worry, Allah is with me. He will save me. And if I do suffer harm, that's something that Allah had destined for me already. Belief in Allah does not mean that you think you'll always be 
safe from danger, that nothing harmful will ever happen. No, it means that you trust in Allah and you know that nothing can harm you, nothing can benefit you unless Allah allows. So if you do suffer from something, it's because Allah allowed it to happen. And there must be some wisdom in it. It came from Allah. There must be some reason behind it. So it's easy for you to accept it. It's easy for you to deal with it. So this is something very true. When a person believes in Allah, then what happens? He gets that confidence. He has peace and tranquility in his heart. No matter what turmoil he's going through in his life, he can relax. Yes, there will be times when he's anxious, but in that anxiety also he will find rest. Remember the companions at Uhud? In the battle, with their swords. And what happened? They felt drowsy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them sleepy. Imagine where people were afraid for their lives, running away. There were some people who were so relaxed that they actually felt very, very sleepy in the middle of that battle. I mean, really. That's pretty amazing. That someone is so calm and so relaxed. So who gives that calmness? Allah. When do you get that calmness from Allah? When you trust on Him. When you call upon Him. Then you can relax. Then you can have no fears. This is why Allah says, الَّذِينَ amanu, Those who believe, walam And do not, يَلْبِسُوا They mix. لَبَسَ يَلْبِسُوا To mix. They do not mix. إِمَانَهُمْ Their iman بِظُلْمٍ With ظُلْم with injustice, with shirk. People who believe and do not mix with their belief any injustice. Ula'ika, those are the ones, lahum for them, al-amnu, the security. Wahum, and they are muhtadun, ones who are rightly guided. These are the people who have aman, who have security, who feel safe, no matter what they're going through in their lives. Who? People who have iman and who don't mix their iman with zulm. What does zulm mean? Injustice. And remember, zulm is against Allah and also against people. Just a small example. When do you get afraid? A small question. When do you get afraid? For example, you're going to go visit somebody and you're afraid that visit is not going to go well. When do you have that fear? Hmm? Why do you have that fear? Okay, you don't know what to expect. Perhaps something bad happened previously. Hmm? Perhaps you said something that was not appropriate. They said something that was inappropriate and you reacted in a very negative way. Hmm? So when do you have fear? When you have the sense of guilt. Right? Because when you're confident that I have not done anything wrong, then you're not afraid. Two people enter into the examination hall. One person has prepared for that exam. How is he going to enter? Yes, he will be nervous. He will be slightly afraid. But at the end of the day, he's confident that yes, I did study really well. And if still I fail, then I know that I did my best. Perhaps this is beyond my ability then. But I know that I did my best. He has that confidence. And who's worrying and panicking? Someone who didn't even open the book. Someone who didn't study that well. So what creates fear in your heart? Guilt. Allah says over here, which people will have aman? Those who have iman and don't mix that iman with ghulm. This is why what happens? Whenever something wrong happens in our lives, we say, I wonder what I'm being punished for. 
Because you know at the end of the day, there's something wrong that you did. Right? This is why you're suffering. And we learned earlier that suffering is always linked to a person's actions. There's a direct connection between what goes on in your life and what you do in your life. There's a direct connection between your actions and your circumstances. Always. So we see here that who are granted security by Allah? Those who have iman and don't mix that iman with zulm. So zulm means sin. Who have iman and stay away from sin. They will have security in this dunya and also in the hereafter. Now the companions, they understood the ayah in this way as well. That who have iman and don't mix that iman with sin, meaning who don't commit sin. So, they will have security in this world and also in the hereafter. So when they heard this ayah, they were afraid. They were really worried. They went to the Prophet ﷺ and said that which one of us does not commit ghulm? Meaning every single one of us commits some ghulm or the other. We're all sinful. Right? We know we should be patient with people around us, but what happens? We forget and we yell. Right? We know that we should talk to people in a good way, but what happens? We forget all our good akhlaq when we're angry. Right? We know that we should be loving towards our children, but what happens when they're behaving in a bad way? That love goes away. Right? Or it just disappears for that moment. So it's very normal for human beings to commit zulm. So when they learned this ayah, they were afraid that which one of us does not commit zulm against himself. Meaning all of us are sinful. So does that mean we will not have aman in this life and the hereafter? We are at risk of adab, of punishment? We should really feel afraid? The Prophet ﷺ said that no, the ayah was then revealed later that inna shirka lazulmun azim. It is shirk which is the greatest injustice. So zulm over here does not mean any sin but what it means is shirk. So those who have iman and don't mix that iman with shirk. Which kind of shirk? In aqidah and in amal. In aqidah, in belief, that they don't believe in any anyone to deserve worship, to be Lord, to have any of the unique attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in action, that whatever they do, they do it for who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. According to the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed. So when a person has such belief, he stays away from shirk, then he will have aman in this life and in the hereafter. And one more thing we learn here is, وَهُمْ muhtadun, And they will be rightly guided. But we do learn from this ayah, a general lesson, that when a person sins, when a person doesn't give to Allah his due right, then... He has a reason to feel afraid. But when you're afraid, then don't just stay there. What should you do? Turn back to Allah. Seek forgiveness. And get that aman again. It's like when a person, he's seeking forgiveness, he's performing righteousness, then it's as though he is sheltered. But when he commits a sin, he comes out of that shelter. He comes out of that shelter. So when you've come out of that shelter, what should you do? Do istighfar. Go back into that shelter so that you are safe and secure. أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمُ الْأَمْنُ وَهُمْ مُهْتَدُونَ And more specifically with regards to shirk, the one who refrains from shirk, stays away from it, he will definitely have aman in the hereafter. Because ultimately, every person who has even the slightest amount of iman in his heart, he will be taken out of hellfire.
right? Even if that iman is the weight of a mustard seed, meaning so such a small amount of faith in his heart, he will eventually be saved. أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمُ الْأَمْنُ وَهُمْ مُهْتَدُونَ وَتِلْكَ and that حُجَّتُنَا Our argument Meaning this was our argument, our proof, evidence. أَتَيْنَاهَا We gave it, Ibrahim, to Ibrahim. عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ Against his people. Meaning, who gave Ibrahim السلام, this proof at that time, that this is what he should mention to his people? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know how sometimes it happens that you are talking to somebody and something just clicks in your head and you explain something to them so well? And then later like, I'm the best. You know, I'm so smart. <laughs> no. Who gave you that idea, that understanding at that time? Allah. So, وَتِلْكَ حُجَّتُنَا آتَيْنَاهَا This was our argument that we gave to Ibrahim. When he was able to say to the people, وَكَيْفَ أَخَافُ مَا أَشْرَقْتُمْ وَلَا تَخَافُونَ أَنَّكُمْ أَشْرَقْتُمْ بِاللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يُنَزِّلْ بِهِ عَلَيْكُمْ سُلْطَانًا So, all of this was what? What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught him. نَرْفَعُ We raise darajatin ranks. Plural of daraja. We raise the ranks of who? مَنْ نَشَاء Whoever we will. إِنَّ رَبَّكَ Indeed your Lord. حَكِيمٌ Wise, عَلِيمٌ Knowing. Allah raises the ranks of whoever that He wills. Ranks, which ranks? People are at different levels when it comes to knowledge. Right? One person has more, the other person has less. So a person who's been given more knowledge, who elevated his rank? Allah did. Right? Someone who was able to win an argument, give a better proof, his rank elevated. How? Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him. So, نَرْفَعُ دَرَجَاتِ We raise the ranks of whoever that we will. And Allah is knowing and wise. Now, think about it. So many people in that society. One man amongst them, Ibrahim salam, he used his reason. Reflected on the star, on the moon, on the sun, and realized shirk is not worth it. It doesn't make sense. Who gave him that high daraja of understanding, of using his intellect? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From all those people that one man understood. Allah gives that ability to whomsoever He wills. Think about it. So many things that we learn of. So and so discovered what gravity was. So-and-so discovered how to make the light bulb. I mean, didn't so many people see that before as well? Like it is said that he saw the apple falling, right? And he realized, oh, there must be something pulling it. A gravitational pull. So this earth has gravity. Isaac Newton, right? Okay, but didn't people before him, didn't they see things falling? Many times. But why is it that he understood at that time? It clicked. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches people, Right? So, نَرْفَعُ دَرَجَاتٍ مَنْ إِنَّ رَبَّكَ حَكِيمٌ عَلِيمٌ So one person, Ibrahim, among so many, understood. Allah raised his daraja. He gave him knowledge. He gave him understanding. He gave him prophethood. He raised his ranks. إِنَّ رَبَّكَ حَكِيمٌ عَلِيمٌ وَوَهَبْنَا And we gifted. وَوَهَبَ وَهَبْ To gift. Hiba. Hiba is also a gift from the same root. So we gifted lahu to him Ishaq. His son Ishaq, Wa'aqub, and his grandson Ya'qub. Ibrahim salam lost his family ultimately. His father, his father said to him, "Go away, otherwise I'm going to stone you to death." Eventually, what happened? His people they gathered all the firewood and they used a catapult to throw him into that fire in order to burn him alive. Imagine the whole nation turned against him, 
And sometimes it happens that you want to leave something wrong and everybody turns against you. Everybody turns against you. So many times it happens that a person wants to leave their house that they've purchased on haram. And they make a decision. And as their family finds out, they're like, but this house, come on, you decorated it so well. Your children, you know, each one of them has a separate room. What are you going to do? Go live in some government-supported building or something? What are you doing to yourself? And everybody turns against them. But if they have conviction, they will make up their decision. Right? They will follow it up. And if they lack that conviction, then they will leave it. So, it happens that when you want to leave something, people turn against you. And sometimes they even get upset with you. They get upset with you. And you lose people. You lose things. You know that if you want to please Allah, you have to leave that house of haram. Right? You know that if you want Allah to be happy with you, you can't have Allah and His Messenger going at war against you. It's a very difficult decision, but you have to make that. So the point here is that when you do something for Allah, you do have to give up many things. Sometimes you lose money. Sometimes you lose fame. Sometimes you lose people. But remember that if you suffer for Allah, Allah will definitely replace what you've lost with something better. Just hold on. Just hold on. Be patient for some time. And Allah will reward you abundantly. Ibrahim lost his family, lost his nation. Allah gave him a new family. He gave him Ishaq. And not just a son, but a grandson, Ya'qub. And people who are grandparents, right? they know what it's like to be a grandparent. I've seen grandparents, when they see their grandchildren, they become different human beings. It's like, I don't know what happens to them. Same people who were frowning or upset or sad or worried, all of a sudden, they're different people. So having grandchildren, an amazing gift. And I saw my when my um, sister's daughter Aline, she was born, and my father was really a different guy. I saw him; he was eating in the same place. Of course, many times when I end up in arguments with my father, that here you are giving my son candy and chocolate, and I remember as a child when you refused to give these things to me because of my teeth. (laughs) And why is it that the standard is different? He's like, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. (laughs) It happens, right? That your grandchildren. There's just so much love in people's heart for them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifted him a grandson as well. Ishaq wa Ya'qub. And the best thing, kullan hadayna. All of them we guided. You know, one thing is to have a grandchild. And the other is to see that grandchild on the same way as yours. Imagine a person is a doctor. Very proud of being a doctor. And their son also becomes a doctor. And then their grandson also becomes a doctor. They're not just happy about having a son and a grandson, they're happy about the fact that they are also doctors. Right? So, وَوَهَبْرَ لَهُ إِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ كُلًّا هَدَيْنَا All of them we guided. وَنُوحًا هَدَيْنَا And Nuh we guided. مِنْ قَبْلُ before. Why is Nuh a.s. mentioned? Because he also opposed shirk. Just like Ibrahim a.s. did. وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِهِ And from his offspring. Whose offspring? Ibrahim a.s. Meaning from the progeny, from the descendants of Ibrahim a.s. Dawood. Allah gave him Dawood. Wa Sulaiman and Sulaiman. Wa Ayyub and Ayyub. Wa Yusuf and Yusuf. Wa Musa. Wa Harun. So many 
prophets from among his descendants. This was Allah's gift to him for his tawheed, for his directing his face to Allah alone, for his leaving everything, everyone for Allah. وَكَذَلِكَ And just like that, najzi we reward al-muhsineen, those who do ihsan. This reward is not just limited to Ibrahim salam. Anyone can get it, provided that they also do ihsan. What is ihsan? أَن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهُ You worship Allah as though you see Him. And if you can't do that, then at least with the realization that Allah is watching you. So when a person deals with Allah in this manner, that literally he's focused on Allah all the time, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards him abundantly. وَزَكَرِيَّا وَيَحْيَا and Zakariya and Yahya وَعِيسَى and Isa وَإِلْيَاسِ and Ilyas كُلٌّ all مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ from the righteous. So many prophets, the list goes on and on. And these are just a few which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us of. وَإِسْمَعِيلَ and Ismail وَالْيَسَعْ and Al-Yasar. Al-Yasar was also a prophet who was sent to Bani Israel. We don't know much about him. But we just know that he was a prophet from among the descendants of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Yunus and Yunus, Walutan and Lut. Lut alayhi salam was not of his descendants, Ibrahim alayhi salam's descendants. Rather, he was present at the time of Ibrahim alayhi salam. His nephew, his relative. But still, he as a friend, he as a relative, and being a prophet of Allah was also a big you know, favor for Ibrahim alayhi salam. Because one is that he was alone, and the other is that he's given someone with whom he can speak to, who can understand him. So, وَلُوطًا وَكُلًّا And all of them, فَضَّلْنَا We preferred عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ Over the worlds. So all of these prophets that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent from the descendants of Ibrahim a.s. This is the reward that Allah gives to who? Those who do ihsan. Allah says, وَمِنْ And from abaihim Their fathers. It's not just these men who are mentioned over here. There were also many more from their fathers. وَذُرِّيَّاتِهِمْ And their children. وَإِخْوَانِهِمْ And their brothers. Many more whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided from amongst the children of Ibrahim alayhi salam. وَجْتَبَيْنَاهُمْ And we chose them. We selected them from Jimba Wow. Ijtiba is to choose, to select. So Allah chose them. He selected all of them. Gave them guidance. وَهَدَيْنَاهُمْ And we guided them. إِلَىٰ تُو صِرَاطٍ أَبَاتٍ That is مُسْتَقِيمٍ straight. Ibrahim a.s. recognized the right path and he became firm on it. Even though the entire people opposed him, but he remained firm on the right path. And look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewarded him. That his children afterwards... They were kept on the right path. وَهَدَيْنَاهُمْ إِلَىٰ صِرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ ذَلِكَ That is هُدَ الله, Guidance of Allah. This is the guidance that Allah gives. يَهْدِي He guides, بِهِ Through it, مَنْ يَشَاءُ Whoever He wills, مِنْ عِبَادِهِ From His servants. This is the guidance of Allah. So what does that teach us? That guidance comes from who? Allah alone. So if someone finds it, someone becomes firm on it, this is Allah's favor upon him. And he guides whomever he wants from his servants. So if we want guidance, if we want that conviction, if we want that firmness, ask from who? Allah. And a warning Allah gives. Walau and if ashraku they associated partners. Who? The prophets who were mentioned over here. If they did shirk, 
لَحَبِطَ Surely it would be wasted on whom from them مَا that which كَانُوا They were يَعْمَدُونَ They do. If they did shirk, all their good deeds would be wasted. Now it can never be imagined that a prophet of Allah would commit shirk. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying this? As a warning to the rest of us. That shirk is something that is not forgiven. That is not tolerated by Allah. Because shirk is what leads a person astray. When a person does shirk, then he is abdal, he is lost. He is gone into error. This is why even if a prophet of Allah were to do shirk, his good deeds would be wasted. Now why is this mentioned in this context? Because the people of Makkah, they believe themselves to be on the path of Ibrahim Because they were his descendants in a way, because they were the children of Ismail. So Ibrahim was one of their ancestors. But at the same time, they contradicted him in religion, in faith, in worship, in practice. So in a way they're being told that you're so proud of being the children of Ibrahim, but look at your ways. Look at your ways. He was someone who believed in Tawheed, who upheld Tawheed, and look at you. Believers in shirk, promoting shirk, living for shirk. If the prophets of Allah did shirk, even they would not be forgiven. So how can you think that you will be forgiven? Many times people say, yeah, I believe in Allah, of course. What's the big deal if I go to a grave, and I know that there's a saint over there, and people say that if you go and slaughter an animal there, if you dedicate something for the person in the grave, then you'll have a child. What's the big deal? I pray to Allah five times a day. What's the big deal if I go and do just one sajda to have a child? No, you can't do that. Even one act of shirk will nullify your good deeds. Shirk is something that is not tolerated by Allah at all. Because it's the door to misguidance. It's the door to error. When a person steps into shirk, it's a steep hill, then he's lost. وَلَوْ أَشْرَكُوا لَحَبِطَ عَنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ أُولَٰئِكَ Those, الَّذِينَ Are those who, meaning the prophets were mentioned here, they're the ones who أَتَيْنَاهُمْ We gave them الْكِتَابَ The book. وَالْحُكْمُ And authority. وَالنُّبُوَّةَ And prophethood. All these men mentioned over here, Allah gave them the book. Whether it was the Torah, or the Injil, or some other book that we don't know of, but Allah gave them some form of scripture, which was either given to them directly, or it was given to the prophets before them, and they were required to follow it as well. They were required to observe it. But they were given scripture by Allah. Guidance. Hukum. Hukum is understood in many ways. Some say wisdom, others say authority. Like Dawood a.s., Sulaiman a.s., they were given authority. Right? Kingship. And at the same time, wa and also prophethood. So these are the men who were given the best, the best favors in this life. You know, people can have many things, money, power, but the best thing that a person can be given is kitab, hukum, and most importantly, nubuwa. So these men were given these best gifts, but still, if they did shirk, their deeds would be wasted. Allah says, in. So if yakfur, he disbelieves, biha with it, meaning the book, the prophethood, who disbelieves in it? Ha'ulai, these people. Who does it refer to? The mushrikeen of Makkah. Meaning if the mushrikeen of Makkah reject the prophethood of Muhammad wasallam, they reject the Qur'an, then no need to worry. Because faqad then in fact, wakkalna, we have entrusted, wakkala, يُوَكِّلُ تَوْكِيلُ wa كَافْلَامُ To entrust, to hand over. So we have entrusted biha with it. قَوْمًا A people, meaning we will give it to some other people. 
لَيْسُوا They are not بِهَا with it بِكَافِرِينَ At all ones who reject. Meaning of the mushrikeen of Makkah, they reject Muhammad wasallam. They refuse to believe in the Qur'an, then no need to worry. Because Allah will transfer this blessing to who? Somebody else who will not reject it at all. The indication over here is towards the hijrah. Because remember, Surah Al-An'am was one of the last surahs to be revealed before hijrah. So, in a way, a warning is being given. You don't want to accept? Don't accept. Not a big deal. Allah will give it to somebody else. And it happened. Muhammad ﷺ did hijrah to Medina. And the Ansar over there, they received the Qur'an much, much better than the mushrikeen of Makkah did. Right? The muhajirin and the Ansar, both of them together, their efforts, how Islam grew and it spread. How the blessing of Islam was completed and perfected. And qawman over here doesn't just refer to the Ansar, but it refers to anyone who follows their ways until the day of judgment. Anyone who accepts the Qur'an, believes in the prophethood of Muhammad ﷺ, gives the due right of the Qur'an, then he is really receiving a huge blessing from Allah. Ula'ika, those people, alladina are those who had Allah, Allah guided. The prophets mentioned above, they're the ones whom Allah guided. Allah says, فَبِهُدَاهُمْ So, because of their guidance, because of the fact that they were guided, or through their guidance, from their guidance, what should you do? اِقْتَدِهْ Follow it. Emulate it. Take it as an example for yourself. اِقْتَدِهْ From the root letters, قَافْ دَالْ وَاو قَدُو قَدُو is basically to draw near something or someone. And it's also when food is, you know, it tastes really good, it smells really good. Yesterday I was cooking and I was a little late in preparing the dinner. And my son kept saying, Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm hungry. Because that smell... Right? It made him hungrier. It made him want to eat you know, soon. So it happens that when you smell food, and it smells good, and when it tastes good, then what happens? You go after it. People will leave their rooms, they will leave their study, and they will go to the kitchen. What's cooking? Right? And they will ask, what's in the oven? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Iqtida is what? To take someone as a lead. So you follow them. You follow them. Just like the smell of food, you follow it and you find out where it is coming from. So, just like that, the prophets before, they were rightly guided. You should follow their example. Do exactly what they did. And this means that follow them in their values, in their morals, in their dedication, in their akhlaq. Look at how determined Ibrahim was, how firm he was. And you should be firm in the same way. Look at how much he relied on Allah, how much confidence he had in his Lord, and you should have the same kind of confidence. Take them as an example. Follow their ways. Qul say, O Prophet announced that La asalukum, I do not ask you, alayhi upon it, ajran any reward. Tell them. Tell your people that I do not ask you for any reward for my conveying the message to you. Because in huwa, it is not. In not huwa it, illa except dhikra, a reminder, lil alameen for the worlds. Recitation of these verses. Wahajjahu qawmuh Qala atuhajjuh 
فِي اللَّهِ وَقَدْ هَدَانِ وَلَا أَخَافُ مَا تُشْرِكُونَ بِهِ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ رَبِّي شَيْئًا وَسِعَ رَبِّي كُلَّ شَيْءٍ عِلْمًا أَفَلَا تَتَذَكَّرُونَ وَكَيْفَ أَخَافُ مَا أَشْرَكْتُمْ وَلَا تَخَافُونَ أَنَّكُمْ أَشْرَكْتُمْ بِاللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يُنَزِّلْ بِهِ عَلَيْكُمْ سُلْطَانًا فَأَيُّ الْفَرِيقَيْنِ أَحَقُّ بِالْأَمْنِ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ الذين آمنوا ولم يلبسوا إيمانهم بظلم أولئك لهم الأمن وهم مهتدون وتلك حجتنا آتيناها إبراهيم على قومه نرفع درجات من نشاء إن ربك حكيم عليم ووهبنا له إسحاق ويعقوب كلا هدينا ونوحا هدينا من قبل وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِهِ دَاوُدَ وَسُلَيْمَانَ وَأَيُّوبَ وَيُوسُفَ وَمُوسَى وَهَارُونَ وَكَذَلِكَ نَجْزِي الْمُحْسِنِينَ وَزَكَرِيَّا وَيَحْيَى وَعِيسَى وَإِلْيَاسِ كُلٌّ مِّنَ الصَّالِحِينَ وَإِسْمَاعِيلَ وَالْيَسَعَ وَيُونُسَ وَلُوطًا وَكُلًّا فَضَّلْنَا عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ وَمِنْ آبَائِهِمْ وَذُرِّيَّاتِهِمْ وَإِخْوَانِهِمْ وَاجْتَبَيْنَاهُمْ وَهَدَيْنَاهُمْ إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ ذلك هدى الله يهدي به من يشاء من عباده ولو اشركوا لحبط عنهم ما كانوا يعملون اولئك الذين اتيناهم الكتاب والحكم والنبوه فَإِنْ يَكْفُرْ بِهَا هَؤُلَاءِ فَقَدْ وَكَّلْنَا بِهَا قَوْمًا لَيْسُوا بِهَا بِكَافِرِينَ أُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ هَدَى اللَّهِ فَبِهُدَاهُ مُقْتَدِهِ قل لا أسألكم عليه أجرا إن هو إلا ذكرى للعالمين. So this Quran is only a reminder 
It's for everybody. And it's a reminder from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why I don't charge you for anything for this purpose. I do not ask you for any ajr. I do not ask that you should give me anything. The only thing that's expected of you is that you accept it and you follow it. In huwa illa dhikra lil'alameen. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in this ayah to follow the prophets who came before us. The prophets who were mentioned in these verses, ask yourself, are you familiar with their stories? Hmm? Some of them yes, and some of them no. Ilyas alayhi salam, who was he? A prophet of Allah. Who was he sent to? When? What did he say to the people? What difficulties did he face? Right? What are the good qualities in him? Perhaps we are not that familiar. So, what should we do? Learn about the prophets. How can we learn about the prophets? Hmm? There are many books available on this topic, many lectures available on this topic. Make it a habit to listen to them on a regular basis. By the way, just as a general advice, a general piece of advice, that every day make it a point to listen to something beneficial. Either read or listen. Either read or listen to something beneficial. And make this as a routine. For example, what I do is that when I put my kids to bed and I'm you know, cleaning up the house, whatever, I'm listening to some lecture. Always. And Alhamdulillah, because of this, I was just checking recently, I have heard 40 episodes already of a lecture series. Which, I don't have the time to go and sit in that class, take that course. No, I can't. I can't, given how my life is now, I can't do that. But why should I deprive myself of that knowledge? And just because that particular course is not being offered anymore, doesn't mean I deprive myself of that knowledge? No. The recordings are available for free. Really, the recordings are available for free. So, many of them. And if you do have to purchase, it's cheaper than your coffee. Right? It's cheaper than your dinner that you're going to have with your family or with your friends soon. Right? Or that you had recently. So, spend some money on this. Spend some time on this. All that you need to do is go on iTunes and subscribe. Right? Search. Or, you know, set up a computer or something in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you are most of the time, and listen regularly. There are so many things that you can learn in this manner. So, prophets of Allah, we need to learn about them. Hmm? I'd like to give this as a homework, but I know that you already have so many things going on in your life, and if I give this as a homework, it will be like an amana on you, and that won't be fair if I burden you with an amana. So this is a request you can say an encouragement that listen or read about Adam alayhi salam. Adam alayhi salam. Can you do that? Just go on YouTube. Just go on YouTube. But please, listen to someone who's reliable. Okay? Don't just listen to anybody. So can you do that? Listen to some lecture about Adam alayhi salam or read something about Adam alayhi salam tonight. Tonight. And inshallah, I'll ask you tomorrow. Can we do that? Inshallah. Good job.